You're listening to the All The Things Podcast with Natalie and Aaron. So Aaron, uh, we've talked about the three kind of sessions that we want to do within our podcast as of right now. Yeah. If we don't change our mind. Until we change our mind. Right. Exactly. Which we have freedom. Yep. Totally. To do. Conversations. Conversations that entertain and stories that inspire and... Messages. That challenge. That challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, had a guest that we're super excited to introduce to our listeners. Yeah. And we were a little bit stuck because we're like... We don't know. Yeah. Is this a conversation that we just had with her in our living room? Which we it did. It was fun. It was fun. And yeah. it was entertaining. Yeah. But we felt like when all was said and done, she was definitely challenging us to think a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. So we've decided we're going to put this in a very specific category, but we're letting you know if you're like, oh no, I only like their conversations, you better keep tuning in. Yep. Because this is a message you do not want to miss. Yeah. So I can't wait for our listeners to listen in to the message that we had with Katie Todd. Today, we have a special guest with us. And I mean, all of our guests are special. That's true. We're not- Sorry. Let me back it up here. <laughs> Today we have another yes. special guest Perfect. with us. Thank you. Um, and her name is Katie Todd. In a world of more, I feel like I'm going to be one of those voiceover people. In a world. Oh, in a world <laughs> of more, we're going to talk with somebody who is living with less in the best way possible. Oh, I don't okay. Know. I just felt like just adding that little tagline. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. So welcome, Katie. Hey, I'm happy to be here. And you put on makeup. You were sharing that with us. That yeah. it's been a good two weeks without. Correct. I am on summer break. I'm a I'm a high school principal, and I get about three weeks off during the summertime. And, and you are that, gonna you are living it up. I am. It started last week, so no makeup until today. Yeah. And, and we had to remind you, podcasts aren't video. Yeah. So we you, told her you could have you could have gone without makeup another day or without anything. Yeah. You could have done whatever you wanted and yeah, no what one would even know. What people don't know is this is normally naked podcasting. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, so the, why do we have Katie on today? What are we going to talk about, Erin? We're going to talk about, well, first of all, okay, I think Natalie feels the same way as I do about this. We love all things tiny. For sure. If it's a tiny, like... Apple. I take pictures of it. I Instagram yep. pictures of my tiny Apple. Or I my, have yeah. a tiny husband. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded wrong, but I'm talking height. <laughs> Thank you for. I just never want to yeah. mislead. Okay. Yep. Um, so we're talking about Katie and her tiny house. Yeah, she was on HGTV. She was featured on HGTV. Yeah. Um, what was the What was it called? Go ahead. It was House Hunters. Yeah. Um, but it was. A tiny house renovation episode of House Hunters. I love House okay. Hunters. Okay. And do you know what the episode's called if people try to like find it? So I know it's probably been pirated a couple times. You could find it on YouTube. Mm, the last I checked and it was, you just type in Tiny House Hunters Fort Wayne, it would pop up. Okay. And then you could also see that there's probably about 300 comments about the episode. <laughs> I bet those are fun. They are fun. <laughs> They are fun. Just I feel a real it. kick to the gut, too. Oh, okay. One, I believe one of the one of the comments that just can't escape me was, even her brain is tiny. <gasps> wow. People, people I don't so even know. know. People are mean. One more, and then I'm done feeling sorry for myself. It was, 
I feel sorry for her realtor. That lady's an idiot. <laughs> Talking about you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to find these people. I'm going to find them. I'm going to hunt them down. Hey, if you are troll hunters, these people. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a troll, troll hunters. Hun- troll yeah. hunters. I'm going to hunt them down. A new edition. You are troll now hunters enemies of all the things podcast. For sure. So you can just stop listening right now. If you made that comment. <laughs> Turn it off. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. You so, know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to hear like how you even came to the, how this even came to happen. Like, did you, sure. were, did you always like things? That were tiny. Did this did this interest you from a long time ago? Like what? what sure. Was it? Yeah. So I I have always liked and appreciated things that are tiny, just like you guys. You know, mm-hmm. a tiny little strawberry. Take a oh, picture of it. Yeah. And it's so cute. It like makes you shiver. Yeah. <laughs> so. Tiny little dollhouses. That yeah. Holly Pockets. Holly Pockets yes. were the best. Oh yes. Jenny's, Maple Town Dollhouse, <laughs> yes. Barbie houses. All oh those Jenny. Things. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. So, yeah, I have always liked little tiny things. Okay. Um, and growing up. Um, I would always, I had to share a room with my sister and then I would always be trying to make my own bedroom in some sort of small space. So like if we would go on family vacations, I would make a little bedroom for myself under the sinks in hotels. You know how they had that, (laughs) that space open. So So I have always liked it. That's awesome. But, uh, when I was 24, I moved uh, back home from college. I went to college in Columbus, Ohio and had sort of grown up on and around the lakes. And I was really set on purchasing a lake home and being a teacher and 24 years old, you know, my parents were like, you're not going to be able to afford a house (laughs) on the lake. And they were right. (laughs) But, um, in the midst of searching for houses, I came across a, uh, cottage that came with 60 feet of lakefront and it was only 460 square feet. And so, uh, it was affordable for me as a 24-year-old teacher. And um, so I thought, you know what? I can sacrifice a little bit of space for a lake house. And I sort of envisioned it as becoming a cottage someday and not my permanent home. But I ended up staying there for uh, eight years okay. before I moved out. And so I sort of fell into the tiny house movement, I guess you could say. Right. Um, and then I, in 2015, moved to Fort Wayne for a job. And so... I left my tiny cottage and I bought a house in Fort Wayne that was around eight, 1,800 square feet. And within like a month of being there, I just did not feel comfortable, didn't feel at home. And so decided I, I wanted to sell and find a tiny house in Fort Wayne. Because of all the space? Is that why you didn't feel comfortable? I think so, yeah. I mean, I never felt I never filled any of the rooms and I didn't, I didn't even know how to decorate. Like I couldn't even figure out how to create flow like from yeah. one room to the next. Yeah, and, yeah. So That's so yeah. interesting. Going from 400 square feet to 1,800 and it didn't feel... It felt too big. Yeah. 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 I like the name of your cottage. What was it called? American Honey. American Honey Hideaway. It was after that song, um, is it Sugarland? You know, American Honey. I don't... In our last episode, I I said how much I didn't like country music, so I probably can't. Sure. Sugarland. We'll go with it. American Honey Hideaway. Yeah. Okay. The country fans will know exactly what she's talking about. They're like, yes, finally. (laughs) It's a great song. I mean... I'm sure I'll listen to it. We'll send a link. We'll put a link on her (laughs) Oh, she's singing to us. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Done. So, Done. Okay. Done. Oh, um, so you go from the 1,800 square feet and you're like, I know that this is too big. I mean, so, like, where do you even go with that? If you know you want to go smaller, where, where do you go? So I was walking my dog one day in the neighborhood that I purchased the 1,800 square foot house. Which is a really cute neighborhood. Beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. Old houses with a lot of character. And so I was walking my dog and I came across this tiny house and it looked dilapidated and 
I later found out it hadn't been lived in since 2006, and it was actually owned by um, Taylor University Fort Wayne. And when they were bought by a, a company out of Auburn, an investment company, basically they just kicked, you know, whoever was living, they kicked them out of there, house married students and stuff like that. And so it, it basically had sat vacant since 2006. And so I just started doing some research online and kind of stalking um, who owned this property. And so I made my first phone call in October of 2015 and didn't get a call back. So I made another call in November, didn't get a call back, made another call in December and finally got a call back from the company that owned this house. Mm -hmm. And they said they weren't interested in selling it. It was basically scheduled to be demolished. And so, um, in the meantime, the executive director of that property ended up changing, and the person who became the executive director was my neighbor at my big house that I had purchased. Okay, the 1,800-square-foot so, mansion. Correct. <laughs> Three-bedroom, right. one-and-a-half bath. Mansion. <laughs> so anyways, uh, through building a relationship with her and her hard, hard work, I mean, she was... It would not have happened without her. I mean, I was just so thankful, but um, it took about three years to finally make the purchase happen. And so we did a land split and um, closed on the house in December of 2017. Okay. And it was in major need of some love. Yeah. Could you move in right away or not? Not, not even, there's just no way. I think I could have. Okay. But I don't think. No way. (laughs) I think I would have. I don't care. But I, I don't know. care. There was <laughs> it was disgusting. I mean, there was, was like was there was mildew, and I mean, it was mold ridden, and yeah, that takes it to a totally different kind of movement. Yeah. If you're willing to move in a tiny house <laughs> with mold, I don't even know what movement we call that. Tiny <laughs> disgusting house. <laughs> <movement>. <laughs> the hipster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally. The hipster yeah, the tiny movement. Mm-hmm. I don't care Squatters. if there's bugs. Yeah, <laughs> squatter movement. <laughs> tiny squatter. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Um, yeah, it was in bad shape. Yeah. Okay. One of yeah. the things that it feels like I'm going to, it feels like as I've kind of looked into the tiny house movement is about the, how affordable things are, mm-hmm. how, how it really helps with, um, just financial planning because it just frees up a lot more money. And so did you get like the deal of the century on it when you bought it? Was it like the best yeah, so I purchased the property for $11,000. Oh, my word. <laughs> I know. In the heart of what is a really nice neighborhood, by the it's way. It's beautiful. And it's just, it's such a great property because I have neighbors, you know, to the, yeah, to the west of me and then no neighbors to the east of me. It's just that open right. field area. Right. It's so pretty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so I purchased the property for 11000 <laughs> And then beyond that, it was really tricky to get the construction portion of it financed because... Um, you know, my, I was originally working with a contractor and we would submit a, uh, design to get a construction loan and the appraisal appraiser would have no comps in the area. So he would send it back and say, you know, no, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. And so, um, which at the end of the day is okay. I mean, I don't want to, you know, have something that I have negative equity in, but, um, it just, I tried to work with a contractor twice and it didn't work. So then I ended up having to 
sort of operate as my own contractor. <laughs> but on the other side of it is a beautiful tiny house. <laughs> yeah. And well, and, and that's an interesting thing because there are so many little hidden tiny house gems yeah. for $11,000 yeah. that people can purchase. But it feels like the financial society has not caught up with the idea of this movement. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. Where, where's the space think, for this? I think our, I mean, I think, you know, whatever, if you want to call us millennials and mm-hmm. you know, the generation above us and maybe below us, like, um, you know, for us, we really have started placing an importance on place and quality of life and yes. things like that. And, you know, being a, a single female, um, it's just really nice to not have a gigantic house payment and I can spend that money on experiences, you know, yes. um, going out with friends or traveling or, you know, just stuff or even like my health. I mean, you yes. think about eating well and right. and right. things like that. that organic stuff, food costs a little bit more correct. than non-organic. Yeah. 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 And so just able to take care of like, I guess my health and my happiness and things like that. And, um, I'm also like a part of the generation where it was like, you're going to college, you're going to a four-year college. I don't care what you want to do or, you know, and so I did, and I'm very happy I did. I don't regret it at all, but as a result of it, I have a ton of student loans, you know, and it's like, I couldn't get rid of those, you know, but I can get rid of my, my living expenses pretty easily. And so, um, as a result, you know, I have like an $18 electric bill. Um, I know that's the, summer, the thing so. too that I've seen is, you know, you think, okay, even if <clears throat> the house itself doesn't end up being financially a whole lot less, all the maintenance of it becomes mm-hmm. less. And then you actually own less because right. yeah. you can, you have to be minimalistic. And yep. so that simplified lifestyle just feels so doable and so organized for me. Um, but do you feel like kind of, did you enter into the tiny house kind of movement because you believed in that first or did that kind of come as a result of living in that? I think it came as a result of living. Okay. I mean, um, I, like I said, I sort of fell into it, but then after trying to live, I guess you could say normal or in a big house, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I couldn't really see myself living any other way. Um, you know, even if it meant more people in my tiny house, I feel like it's totally doable for me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, I mean, I feel like some of the questions people would ask would be like, well, do you feel like you can entertain? Do you feel like you could do this Mm -hmm. with kids? Do you feel like, you know, blah, blah, blah. How sustainable is this? Right. Is this kind of a, a niche type, um, type of living for a specific kind of demographic or is it, I mean, if you're considering tiny living, I have something that you you need to hear okay. about, like the That's design. Perfect. Awesome, please. The design of of your tiny house. You know, it's my bathroom is three feet by five feet. My my loft is just big enough for a mattress. You know, these and that's to make more space for living space, for entertaining space, for you know. Um, you just you don't need a big bathroom. I mean, I go in there and be by myself in my bathroom and. I, I just, it doesn't need to be big, you right, know, right. so, and the same thing with, you know, my loft, um, it's just big enough for a queen mattress. So designing the bathroom and the, your sleeping areas in a way that it's just, you know, just the, the smallest space that you need. And right. then it leaves a lot of room for entertaining space. Mm. I would highly recommend making sure that you have room for a full size kitchen. Okay. I think that makes tiny living more sustainable. Uh. And I, I struggle to think that um, tiny houses on wheels are sustainable. 
I think I there's a lot more to be said about foundation build home, tiny homes, um, because you just, I mean, you're, you're part of a community then, whereas the tiny house is on wheels, um, you know, you, you just, you don't build relationships with your neighbors, yeah. you know, you don't have them. Or, right. You're not really so, part of a community. Yeah, yeah. And as much as like, we would all like to think, oh, we don't really need that. At the end of the day, I think there, there is a reason why the tiny houses on wheels are not as sustainable as like a stick build because mm-hmm. you have that, you have, you know, you have your own property, you have neighbors, right. you have ownership so, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ownership. So I think if, if you're considering going tiny and you know, you want it to be sustainable, create a layout that allows for a lot of living space and have a full size kitchen and make it a stick build. And I think like you'll be more than happy. Um, I just added on a, a really large deck in the back, so that also like oh, yeah. adds some entertaining space. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was when I one of the questions I had was, do you feel like you're camping? You know, like growing up, you know, camping was like you had these little everything. Like I feel like camping was like the miniature of like uh-huh. normal home. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So if you're in a tiny home, does it always feel like that? But I wonder. I, I'm curious. I wonder if it would feel like that more if it was on wheels, like you said, compared to how you live? I think so, yeah. I mean, the fact that it, it is a foundation-built home, I, no, I don't feel like I'm camping. Um, sometimes I feel it's taken a little bit to get used to getting dressed in the kitchen um, because my closet is in True. the kitchen right outside True. the bathroom door. I have thought of that. So that's been a little... <laughs> a little <laughs> but then you can drink your coffee while you put your pants right. on. Yes. I feel like that's... Yes. Super convenient. <laughs> yeah, it really makes a lot Multitask. of Multitask. Yeah. yeah. I pull these on, make some coffee, I turn around, look in the mirror, and like, oh, no, these aren't working today. Take yeah, them off. Take them off. And take yeah. <laughs> they, but, see, like, there's something about that that sounds so appealing to me. Because now I'm like, I need coffee, but it's all the way in the kitchen. Right. Can you believe I say right. that? But you know what I mean? Like, no, it's true. The one thing that a lot of people say, especially, like, adults, kids are kids are all over it. But oh, I was going to say. The adults have a big problem with the loft, like climbing the oh, ladder yeah. to the loft every night. I mean, and so that's the one thing they say is like, oh, I couldn't do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the kids, on the other hand, you know, if they come and visit, that's the first place they want to go. Of course. But like I said, it's really all about, I think it's sustainable if you if you create a lot of living space and right. doing a loft, you know, allows for that. So Well, everybody so when- talks about climbing into bed anyway. You yeah. literally just climb <laughs> into <laughs> bed. <laughs> So when kids, so kids have come and visited your nieces and nephews. Yep. Okay. Nieces, nephews, and after they're in the house and after they leave, (laughs) as you envision, this could have been a permanent fixture in my home. Uh Does that feel like it was doable? I think so. Okay. I, I mean, I, you know, there are one, two, three, I have three spaces specifically in mind that I could very easily create. Um, some more sleeping space. Okay. Okay. One of those is serves as sort of a, a utility closet right now, but it's got a lot of wasted space in it. Sure. And I feel like I could make that into sort of like two bunks. Yeah. And then another, there's another space uh, as well that has room if there were a pullout bed. So yeah. And yeah. how how so we've never even talked about this, but square feet. Your your place is it's three hundred and ninety. Okay. So yeah. yeah, and the typical eighteen by twenty two. Okay. And the tiny house is typically 400 or less. It's, they classify it 500 or okay. less. Yeah. So. Wow. I know. Whereas the average American home is 2,600 square feet. What? It is. Wow. And you're living. That's huge. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. They keep getting yeah. bigger. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, maybe that's not fact. 
Maybe we should check the facts. <laughs> I just my my first house, our first house was like thirteen hundred square foot. Yeah, ours was nine hundred, I think. But and which Ooh, felt big, but like mm-hmm. I see the little houses that are almost like a little bungalow yeah. or yeah, and yes, they could America's be so homes. Cute. CNN: the average size of homes um, is hit hit twenty six hundred square feet. It's ballooned. It's ballooned up to twenty six hundred. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I would have loved to have lived in a small house. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was something that I dreamed of. Not here. Like, I was thinking city living, small, yeah. tiny apartment. Like, that sounded good to me. Yeah. Um, but now I'm I'm like, I go back and forth. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, now I can have all this space to entertain. But like you said, that's not that important. I mean, I suppose you can do it wherever. But you can have space and then not fill it too. You yeah. Know, if it's about no, having true. less, like you don't, you can still have all this space, but not, I mean, your house is not cluttery. It's not, I mean, you feel like yeah. oh, I have this one room. It's, right. If she saw that. <laughs> well, <laughs> and even, and even though I think that what you were saying and you went a different direction, but I think even what you said was kind of deep too. Like you can have all this space and not fill it. Mm-hmm. Basically not use it. Like yeah. not use it for any good. True. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at so many people that have these large homes and literally have rooms that are like this is my guest bedroom i have no guests <laughs> i mean <laughs> we get you know, a certain yeah. age where you really don't right I mean, right this is my study once a year but i read my books in my living room yeah this yeah. is my you know whatever yeah. and it's amazing how much of us have unused space yeah but we love to keep it we love well to hold on or to it. you know i think i'm just curious were you always a very organized person because that is that is honestly like the reason why I would be like I can't do it because I'm not an organized person. Oh, I you think the reason what? why I needed live to live in a tiny home. Yeah, the, I think it's helped me be organized. I was gonna say I'm, no, I'm not an organized in my professional life. Yes, totally in my my home space in my personal. No, not at all. Yeah. So, um, and so I think it's forced me. It, to it's be easy. Minimal. It's easy to be organized because yeah. I don't have a lot of stuff, but. So we need to thank our sponsors for today, which is Birch and Bell Boutique. I love them so much. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor. I love them because I love their clothes. Yes. I always find just something a little bit different, something a little bit outside of the norm and great quality. The color, she always has a unique style of colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super comfortable. And it definitely fits all sizes and styles, which is, I feel like, an amazing thing in itself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the best quality, mm-hmm. some of the best styles, and the material is uber comfortable. Yeah. A lot of soft. Like, I think the times that I've worn my Birch and Belt, I'm like, why is this so soft? Why is this so comfy? It's magical. Yeah. And affordable. Yeah. It's great. So because you and I are sevens and we want everyone to love the things that we love, the best thing we can do for our friends and listeners is to tell them to shop at Birch and Bell. Locally, they're opening a new store, a new brick and mortar store, which is amazing. Yes. It's so exciting. I know. But if you're not in town or if you just prefer to shop online, yeah. you can do that too. Let's be honest. Sometimes that's the best. It really is. Send yeah. me the stuff. Yeah. I'll try it on in private exactly. with no one listening or kids crying. Yeah. Birchandbell.com. Yes. And if you want to find them on Instagram, it's just at Birch and Bell. Go find them. Now. Now. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, so just like thinking through this, when you go and you buy a new shirt, do you have to think, I have to get rid of a shirt? Like, are you like that? Or do you, is your space that um, thought out? Or are you like, you know, I could just get some new clothes and I'll just find a spot for them. Like, uh, I, I just want to well, think I like reality clothes. here. I like clothes. Right, and like yeah. shoes. Like, mm. I don't know. I'm going to keep these shoes because I might need them again someday. No, shoes I've been able to like dwindle to almost, I mean, I, I only have the ones that I use, but clothes are a major point of mm-hmm. contention with me and myself because I, feel like- <laughs> go, go. because I, in my job, I have to dress one way, right. right. As a school principal, but then outside of school, I don't, I dress totally different. Yeah, right. And so it's like, I have two separate wardrobes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so the clothes thing has been a challenge. I mean, I'm known to build what I like to call Mount Clothesmore. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I would be building Mount Clothesmore in my car. Yeah. I feel like I would right. have like a suitcase where I'd be like, these are my winter clothes. I might have stored <laughs> my summer, some of my summer shorts in, in the back of my car. Yay. Yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, good. Because then it's good you, use of space. I was going to say, because honestly, who uses their trunk a ton? So then you open it up and you're like, all this space <laughs> for a couple of tubs. When you're living in a 390 square foot, you like go to your car and you're like, and here I just added another 100. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's I mean, so true. It, I can totally understand and yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> do I want to give this up or do I want to store it in my car? I want to store it in my car. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Tyler and I could do a tiny house at some point. Like, I think he and I would love to do that. Yeah. You know? I could. Um, again, I don't know, you know, the, one of the hardest parts is you lucked out because you found a tiny house in a developed and established neighborhood. Neighborhoods are important to me. Established is important to me, but you can't just pop up a tiny house anywhere. There's just such a like negative connotation with affordable living. And that's really what it is. It's affordable living. Right. 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 It's, I think people like the idea of a tiny house when it comes with an association of cute, modern, Mm -hmm. dressed up edgy, whatever, like more of the hipster type mm-hmm, thing. Right. When it feels like it's economical, low income. Right. And, and again, this is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I think there's this perception where it's like, yeah, if it's low income, that to me, no. Like, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Right. I feel like that's what people would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, where one feels invited and one's like, yeah, I don't really want that in our neighborhood. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's just how it's presented or, you know. If that's what makes a change. But so what were some of the challenges for you and what has like an adjustments, um, if any, and what have been some of the benefits you've spoken to some of those, but just mm-hmm. more specifically, um, area, area rugs, because they pretty much like make the house. So it's like, <laughs> it's I, I went through about six of them. The biggest challenge Three for a which tiny I house. take back and I want to <laughs> hang myself for it. Bought a three hundred dollar rug from oh Ikea. Oh my gosh! Where they is took it? That one back. I was like, "Where is it?" I'm an idiot. So wait, why? So what? It, I want to hear. Like this is interesting to me. So it makes it because so you get it and you get it in the space and it just doesn't work and then you can't take well, it back. An area rug would fill the. I mean, an area rug fills the space hundred my house. Yeah. yeah, right. And so whatever that area rug is, I pretty much have to play off of that for the rest of the decor. You know, the window treatments. And, yeah. Okay. And I then see. there's the whole challenge of does the area rug fit a little bit under each of the pieces of furniture? <laughs> right. And do rules apply? <laughs> right. I know. Do the de- does the decor rule, do the decor rules apply in a tiny home? Do the blinds touch the floor? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't feel like you can. 
Yeah. I would think in a tiny home, if you're having to change in the kitchen, you got you got to really make sure your blinds are doing well. <laughs> They're the blackout blinds when it comes to my yeah. house. Yeah. I Ain't have... no one wanting to see <laughs> in my window. Although I've went to the road. You can't see in even if I keep the windows open. So sometimes peep. Well, and oh. I will say if I am, if I'm changing in the kitchen, <laughs> right. I feel like it's a as really good diet strategy for me because as I go to reach for whatever, I look at myself and I say, no, Natalie, not today. today. I don't think so. Not today, Satan. Not (laughs) today, Satan. So Um, maybe I need to dress in my kitchen. Yeah. So area rug was a big challenge. I mean, I just had a lot of fun with it. And I think Fort Wayne is just small enough that a project like this gets quite a bit of attention. Whereas yeah. if I was living in Chicago or, right. you know, right. Denver or something, You'd be one of many. Right. Mm-hmm. But Fort Wayne is just small enough that it got quite a bit of attention. And then it's just big enough that it felt like it got quite a bit of attention. Right. And so that part of it for me, like if you know me, I mean, that part yeah. of it has been fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I, if I have friends over and I still have people who will walk by and like take a selfie with the house in the background, you know, or they drive and then they, you know, they slow down and they stare at it and I'll have friends, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, like, don't you get tired of that? You know? And I really don't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. And most of the time, if there's somebody walking by the neighborhood, you know, and they're like, Oh, I love what you've done with the house. I'm like, do you want to come inside and check it out? You know, that's so cool. Um, oh yeah. my gosh. There were a lot of people that helped out with it too, you know? And so yeah. it's sort of like a fun way for me to honor their work too. You know, yeah. the yeah. fact that they, that's really cool. And so, yeah, so I've enjoyed that part of it. You should have, I think I counted pretty close to about 200 people in the tiny house over, over uh, on Halloween trick or treating night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like the first big reveal for like some right. of the people yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like I could tell all the parents were so happy that I was setting out with candy because they were like, Oh, go ahead, honey. Go walk, walk, <laughs> walk up. on that. Mommy's up. right behind you. Yep. yep. And then they would get up there and <laughs> Hi. They would say trick or treat and the moms would be like, Oh, I just love your house. And I would say, do you want to, and I could barely even get the sense do you wanna, out. Yes, I do. Yes, oh, I do. Yep. Sure. Yep. I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Go with daddy in your kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) Go go with daddy. Mom's going to be a while. (laughs) But is it because, so I'm like, I'm not seeing the inside of your house. Um, Do you have like little like, oh, this this pulls down and it's an extra like little hacks. Yeah. Like little hacks. Um, like, cause that's the stuff that my son will like buy your house. Like yeah, he, yeah. he's like, he loves the idea of tiny homes. Like he wants to build all one. The yeah. And all the like, yeah, the little gadgets, gadgets. We call them gidgets in our family. <laughs> okay. It's a you know a gidget? That's the teenage surfer <laughs> named Sally Field. Oh, <laughs> just, Nobody knows her? She's so much older than us. Sally Field on Weight Watchers? (laughs) Oh, that's... Um, Marie Osmond. Oh. I'm just sitting here dying. (laughs) Sally Field? No, Marie Osmond. Oh, Gidget. Okay. Um, Um, Anyway, all the little gadgets. So I have some ideas of some things that I want to put in, but right now, gosh... I can't think of anything that okay. I have. And that feels more of a, like, you see them on the wheels or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those are the ones that you yeah. are but, almost like constructed from the ground up and right. they do those kind of things. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I have some ideas of some things that I would like to put in, but um, the other thing that I forgot about is like a must in a tiny house is a vaulted ceiling. Oh, yeah. It just opens it up. I mean, yes. so much. Yes. So, yeah. 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 
So if you were to say anything to uh, listeners that are not interested in the um, getting a tiny house or moving into a tiny house, but you said, hey, you know, the tiny house um, movement and just philosophy about living simply and um, minimizing and those kind of things and, and experiencing the freedom of that and focus on things that are mo- more important than just, you know, more space and more things. Um, what would you tell people just living their everyday life in normal kind of size houses, the average 2,600 square feet house, um, whatever? <laughs> um, what would you tell them? How would you challenge them to at least live differently wherever they are or think differently wherever they are without the big change, small changes to help them kind of, I don't know, adopt a new way of thinking? I, I guess, I mean, I would just encourage everybody to. I don't to take the first step in trying to minimize, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think once people do that, like it's, you'll sort of get addicted to it and you'll like the way that it feels. So I would just say, I mean, just challenge yourself to, to, you know, fill your car and take it to goodwill mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. just see how good that feels. Yeah. It's kind of the discipline of less. Yeah. Like I that's think a great way to say it. Being able to discipline yourself to say less is better. Like mm-hmm. there's breathing room and there's freedom in that. And in fact, like, don't you feel a little bit like suffocated when you step into someone's house who has way too much and you're like almost panic. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you can barely breathe because you recognize, holy, <laughs> holy cow. Yeah. I just feel so thankful that yes. it's not all my responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, what a great way to say it too. Yeah. It's not all your responsibility. Like, yeah, I just want to handle this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So what's your dream from here? Like what, what would you hope to come from this? Like, are you going to play a part in hoping to see kind of a movement? Are you just kind of like, I'm just living and letting people kind of see my life on display. And if they want to learn from it, great. What, what happens from here? Yeah, probably like a little bit of that. Like I said, I mean, I really, I'm not shy about, you know, letting people in and letting people see it. And I do like to talk about it. Um, so that's probably some of it. And then, uh, like I said, just changing the negative connotation that's yeah. attached with the f- what affordable living really means. Right. And I would love to purchase another I house. I was just going to wonder. That's yeah. under, I was going to ask. Um, 500 square feet. And there's two that are um, within four or five blocks of my house. Really? But they're currently owned and one of them was just renovated. Okay. Um, oh, I, I haven't met the owners. I was going to say. I, I've driven by it several times. I uh, haven't met the owners and I don't know okay. anything about it, but uh, they did a great job with it. It's it's really cool. So Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, what's your next venture? Like, do you see yourself staying in your tiny house or do you see yourself saying like, okay, I'm going to release this one and move into something else and do something kind of... I think it will be really hard for me to leave the one I'm in, yes. but I think I would really love to renovate another one, yeah. you know? Yeah. And... Uh, now that I have like a little bit of experience under my belt, but yeah, renovate another one and entice someone else into seeing like how great yes. it is to live this way. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I keep hearing the same kind of conversation from a lot of people, which is we have kind of, um, floated into the realm of having lots and getting it at a very young age. Like we've all yeah. become mm-hmm. gotten bigger, more quicker mm-hmm. than our parents did. They had to gradually move to certain things. For the most part, we've moved at a much faster pace. And yet at a certain age, I think everyone's starting to evaluate sooner. Do we really need all this? And almost reverse again. Yeah. Do we need and, it? And is it even giving us right, joy? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so then I think people are open to 
smaller or selling things off and simplifying and doing kind of drastic things. Um, do you feel like this is a trend or do you think that maybe America is making a shift to say, yeah, we just need to reconsider the bigger, better, more, you know, all that. I think it's a shift like with our generation. That's hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a definite shift. And like I said, I, I don't think it all has to do with, you know, unselfish reasons like, oh, we want to, you know, live with less and things like that. I think there's also like a selfish aspect to it. Like, um, like I said, quality of life and place and being able to go out. Yeah. I have this amount of money. I can give it to my house and then not be able to do those things Mm -hmm. or I can not give it to my house and be able to do those things. It only makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. I think, and a lot of us will, I've experienced this before on a smaller scale probably than a lot of people do, but you know, we, we have something and we never use it. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to this mm-hmm. because yeah. I might need it this mm-hmm. one time, you know, every two years and I right. don't want to, you know, be for want. So I'm just right. going to, I'm just going to hold on to it. Right. And imagine if we lived, if our entire lives were lived by that rule. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh. I mean, imagine just the decisions that you make. Yeah. Like, if really... I'm just going to hold on to this. Yeah. yeah. These, <laughs> these pants, mm-hmm. these, yeah, it'd be bad news. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it changes everything when you, when you release that because it even makes us better neighbors. Like mm-hmm. we have some neighbors down the street who were like, why would you own this? And we own this when we both only use it every so often. Yep. Yeah. Why don't we go together? Yep. And we just jointly yeah. share it. And I know yeah. that can become complicated and blah, 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 different, but it even elevates neighboring well yeah. when you're like, do we all need these items or can we just neighbor well and share mm-hmm. and be a part of a community That's and awesome. have less? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes we complain about isolation, but the reality is we're we make it bigger ourselves. Right. Yeah. Privacy yeah. fences. Right. Put them up. Right. Yeah. Privacy like- fences. We have our own everything. We have our own basketball hoops. We have garages. We have storage that are bigger than homes around the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we have storage containers and rental storage places that people rent for all the extra overflow that don't fit in our three car garage. Right. Wild. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think getting into a practice of kind of Marie Kondoing our, our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. Sparking joy. <laughs> so one of the things that, you know, as you were talking about, because you do the tiny house thing, you're aware of other houses that fit that description and that what you see is houses in your neighborhood. So this is not new. Like this is somebody at one time built that. And I think, you know, you go into older farmhouses you go into and you think, wow, they have this tiny closet. Wow. They have, you know, you, you go into older homes and you can't believe that they lived out of this tiny little bathroom. Like how many kids did they have in this tiny one bathroom? But that's just how it was. So I think it's interesting that as the generations have gone on, and if you're saying you feel like it's not just a trend, that we're actually going back to those small, small houses that were built, I don't know, 100 years ago, 85 years, you know, something around that. Do you think that they were built because, well, people just had less money or, you know, like, did they just not envision that they needed more? Like what, what's, what's the difference? Why have we changed so much in our, 
Just in your opinion. Yeah. I mean, my house was built in the 1920s. Okay. And I know why it was built. There was a family that property used to house a farm and there was a family that lived in a big farmhouse and the parents had passed away and it was two sisters and a brother that were in the farmhouse and apparently they did not get along very well. And so the (laughs) brother moved to the back half of the property and built my um, tiny house. And so, you know, mine's only 390 square feet. Most of the tiny ones that I stock like within the city limits are uh, at smallest, like around 625. Okay. So they're usually between like 625 and 800. So they're they would technically not be considered, you know, a tiny house mm-hmm. by definition. But okay. I even wonder if the tiny house definition will expand considering how big big houses are. Yeah. Right. And yeah. still, I mean, you know, you yeah. consider like 390 is a tiny house for sure. But I'm like, compared to some of the sizes of the houses that exist today, even a 700 square foot house mm-hmm. feels like it's tiny now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. By yeah. comparison. Yeah. I think um, a, another or a large part of the reason why some of the smaller houses were built were, I mean, partly because it's in the city and so there's just less space. You sure. Know? And then also it may or may not have had to, something to do with like the war and veterans yeah. returning right. and right. or, or, you know, women being widowed and yeah. things just, like that. Yeah. So didn't need bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Katie, for coming with us today on this conversation journey. Through Thank the you for letting house. me wear clothes. <laughs> this time. We- <laughs> <laughs> next time. Next time. We'll- One thing that I think is really funny is behind you, Katie, on the shelf. Enjoy the little things. Oh, I know. Take that picture. I, I know. As I was sitting here, I'm like, God, you're cute. <laughs> you're so cute, God. Do you do stuff like that? You're so creative and so cute. He is cute. (laughs) But like, I can't, like, I know this is a joke, but I also like, but he is. Like, this is how I know, like, sense of humor. I'm like, I I have no picture room. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the dreaded, you have no storage message. It's because I think I have 20,000 pictures. Three kids, you're... It's totally explainable. I wish I had a tiny phone. (laughs) One dog in a tiny house. If I had a tiny phone... (laughs) Thanks again for listening to the All The Things podcast with Natalie and Aaron. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at podcast underscore all the things.